It's time for the Back to the Book broadcast with Brother Jimmy Ruckman. You can send all correspondence to Brother Jimmy Ruckman, 1621 Six Mile Cemetery Road, Maryville, Tennessee, 37803, or email backtothebookbroadcast at gmail.com. The Back to the Book broadcast is a ministry of the Ridgeview Baptist Church in Walland, Tennessee. You can visit the church website at rbcwalland.org. And now the broadcast. Open your Bibles, please, once again, if you will, to Genesis chapter 6. Genesis chapter 6 and verse 1. We are continuing our thought this week on You Can Stand. And we've been taking a little bit of extra time working through the text, teaching through it as we preach through it. Um, I want to lay a lot of groundwork here. I want you to understand where we're at. I hope you've been tuning in for the past two days. It might seem like I'm going slow, but I promise we are heading somewhere if you'll just... Hang on with me, um, and if you've not heard the the previous two mornings on the radio, you can go, I've got a podcast where everything that goes on the radio is archived on there. It's just simply back to the book. It's available on um, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Pandora, so please feel free to check that out. Let's go ahead, read our text. Uh, once again, we might not read all of it that we have so far, and we'll pick up right where we, we left off. The Bible says, And it came to pass, when men began to multiply on the face of the earth, and daughters were born unto them, that the sons of God saw the daughters of men, that they were fair, and they took them wives of all which they chose. And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man, for that he also is flesh. Yet his days shall be in hundred and twenty years. There were giants in the earth in those days. And also after that, when the sons of God came in unto the daughters of men, and they bare children unto them, the same became mighty men, which were of old, men of renown. Now I'm going to stop there. I'm not sure if we'll get past that today or not. We've been dealing so far with really a fourfold breakdown of our society, and I've spent a little bit of extra time on this first point morally. We see a in Noah's day, there was a, a a breakdown of the moral. How would I say it? The, the the morality, a breakdown of the morality of the people there. What once had been a moral issue now meant nothing to them. Their morals were destroyed. They were wicked, lustful. We talked about how there was an ungodly emphasis on the women. There was a lustful mentality present. That present, there was a breakdown of the Christian home through wrong marriages, and we showed how that the sons of God, being the godly seed line of, of Seth, began to intermarry with the the seed line of the ungodly line of, of Cain. The same way saved and unsaved will get married married today. The Bible calls it an unequal yoke. It was compromise in the home, and I I didn't really get to state this before we move on. There was a corruption of that godly seed line. The, the, the people that should have been the holy people, the, the, the ones that should have been taking a stand, weren't. They were compromised. They had corrupted the holy seed by intermarrying with the world, intermingling. They had lost their separation. And my, there's so much preaching that could be done here, but that's not really where I'm wanting to be at for today. But I, I will say this. 
that in order for a society to begin to take steps downward morally, it only can happen when the church begins to compromise. As long as the church stays the salt and light that it's supposed to be and the people stay holy as they ought to be, they, they stay salt to, to the world. They are a preserving agent and they at least slow the, the downfall of the society. But sadly, in our day today, we are seeing our society is degrading very fast, morally and in every other way that we'll deal with as well. And I believe the biggest reason for that, the ones that lie the most at fault for it, are the preachers and the people of God who have ceased to be the salt that they ought to be, who have ceased to stand against the sin. And that's what we're dealing with this week. How do we stand against it? We'll see examples from Noah as we get farther in, if the Lord will help us get to the end. Otherwise, it'll go into next week. But we can stand. And we have to. If we're going to stay where we need to morally. But I see not only was there a, a downward spiral morally, a, a lack of morality, but I want you to notice their spiritual state. So we see the degrade morally. Now we're going to see the degrade spiritually. Verse number 3 says, And the Lord said, My spirit shall not always strive with man, for that he is also flesh, yet his days shall be in 120 years. Now I'll deal with this verse a little bit more later on, but I want to pull just a few small things from it right now. For one, the people, men, were striving against God. If they're striving against God, that tells me three things about them that I want to share with you right now. There's no fear. They would not accept the authority of God. And their conscience was seared. Their heart was hardened. Isn't that exactly where we find ourselves today? We could go to Romans chapter 3 and verse 18. Speaking of the wicked, it says, There is no fear of God before their eyes. You know, that's exactly where we find ourselves today. There was a time that even 50 years ago, my pastors talked about it and I've heard other older men of God speaking of it. There was a time when the world as a whole, even those that weren't saved, had a respect for God, had a fear of God. I remember one story, I believe it was my, uh, maybe not my pastor, but another preacher that came by our place was telling how this one particular unsaved man on the Lord's Day, Sunday, decided he was going to go harvest his field. Now that, back in those days, that was still when the blue laws were in effect. When basically only businesses that had to be open for emergency situations were open. Everybody else was closed. People didn't work on Sundays. They went to church. But this man decided he was going to do some work. I mean, that was a big no-no back then. 
Well, he began to work in the fields. Needless to say, I don't remember how all the story went, but a storm came and destroyed his crop. And he said after that that he would never again work on a Sunday. He knew it was God that had judged him. He knew it was wrong. You see, even sinners back then had a fear of God. Let me. Uh, I'm just curious. Where is the fear of God today? It's not here. People don't care anymore. You know why? Because people in the house of God have ceased to fear God. We don't fear the judgment of God anymore. This this new new uh, um these new churches coming on. The, this people preaching this this cheap grace, if I may say it, that where they, they talk about God is love, God is love, God is love, God is love, God is love. That's all they'll say. They don't preach about the holiness of God. They don't preach about the judgment of God. They just preach on God is love, God is love, God is love. God is peace. Oh, and God is love, and God is love, and God is love. You know, God's too too loving to send you to hell. God's too loving to, to judge you. Oh, God understands why, why you've got to do that. Oh, God understands why, why you're, you're in that sin. Oh, alcohol, it's okay. God's not going to deal with that. God's word is very clear about that. And we could go on and on and on through the word of God comparing what people say and what the word of God actually says. Let me just put, say this once again. People do not fear the judgment of God anymore. They're not scared. We find today people do not place themselves under the authority of God. They will fight God. They don't care. They will fight the preacher that tries to preach the word of God. And I guarantee you I'm not making friends this week with some of what I'm saying. But it's God's word and it needs to be said. They won't accept God's authority. They won't accept the the authority of the word of God. It is no longer the final authority for most people's lives. Most people don't even accept the King James Version as God's only word. As God's perfect inspired word anymore. But it is. I believe that this book, my King James Bible, sitting in front of me, is God's inspired, preserved, perfect word of God. And it is the final authority for my life in everything. In, in both in practice... In life, I mean, in everything. This is what determines what I do with my life, is God's Word. It's my final authority. What it says goes. But sadly, most people don't accept God's authority anymore. When God talks about, you know, wine is a mocker, strong drink is raging, whosoever is deceived thereby is not wise. Look not upon the wine when, when, it, it, when it giveth its color in the cup, when it moveth itself aright. It, it, there's another verse that says, Woe unto him that giveth his neighbor to drink. And all kinds of verses all throughout Proverbs, all throughout the Word of God. God is not pleased with alcohol. That's just one of the things. Society's rejected it. Society has rejected God's setup of the home. They've rejected God's uh, structure for the church. They want nothing to do with the final authority of God's Word. They want nothing to do with the moral restraints of God's law. 
So therefore, they've taken the moral restraints, moral issues such as alcohol and abortion and sodomy. Guess what? They've made them political issues now. And the majority of quote-unquote Christians or so-called Christians have accepted it. And now it is no longer a Bible issue. It is now a political issue. Since when does the government have the right to try to redefine what God puts a period on? They don't. God is the final authority, not the government. But no, people won't have God's authority anymore. We're talking about the, the, the degrade spiritually that was in Noah's day, and it's very evident today. You know why people don't have any problems with that? You know why people don't have any fear of God? You know why they don't want to accept God's word as the final authority? Let me say this is why. It's because their heart is hardened and their conscience is seared from constant, habitual sin and rejection of God's Word. It is a sad state we find ourselves in today. You have to ask yourself, where are you at? I've still got a whole lot more to deal with and not enough time, really. But how are you doing morally? Have you begun to allow Satan to, to get you lusting after things you shouldn't be? Have you allowed the attack on the Christian home or um, to affect your home? Have you allowed corruption to begin to happen in, in your home? Have you begun to compromise the holy standards of God's word all for to fulfill your own lusts? How about your fear of God? You know, fear of God is a healthy thing. We ought to fear God. When I sin, there's judgment for that. You don't get by with sin. The Bible says, be sure your sin will find you out. God's wheels of wrath may turn slowly, but they do turn. Where are you at, friend? Have you allowed your life to begin to degrade spiritually? You've been listening to the Back to the Book broadcast with Brother Jimmy Ruckman. You can send all correspondence to Brother Jimmy Ruckman, 1621 Six Mile Cemetery Road, Maryville, Tennessee, 37803, or email broadcast at gmail.com. The Back to the Book broadcast is a ministry of the Ridgeview Baptist Church in Wallen, Tennessee. You can visit the church website at rbcwallen.org.